Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Starting any new job is really hard. There's a lot of unknowns. Starting a new teaching job is even more difficult because not only do you have all of those unknowns that come with any new position or new career, but you also don't know your students yet. So there's a lot that can suddenly become very overwhelming. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to be the new teacher, whether you are a first-year teacher, brand new, or if you're just new to special ed, or if you're new to a school, even if you're a veteran teacher that's been doing this for a long time, it's overwhelming to go to a brand new school and not know about those little day-to-day changes that might differ building to building. So we're going to talk about my three kind of go-to guidelines on how to tackle this position of being the new teacher. And along with that, I want to talk to everyone that's not a new teacher because we've all been there. We've all been there on day one when you feel nervous and uncomfortable and you don't know who to sit with and it feels weird. And I'm sure you can all picture that day in your head right now. And I bet the next thing that you can picture is someone that reached out to you, someone that said, hey, why don't you come sit by me? Or someone that popped their head in in the afternoon and introduced themselves. The people that went out of their way to make you feel welcome really stick with you. So to everyone that's not a new teacher, I'm going to also talk about some great steps that you can take 
to help the new teacher along because they're part of your school community and you want to not only make them feel welcome, but make them feel successful and effective in this school community that you both belong to. So it's important to note that these three guidelines that I'm going to talk about are geared towards that position of being the new teacher. But in reality, as I go through them, you're going to realize that this is something we should all be doing. But it's for some reason harder when you're the new teacher. You feel like you got to fake it till you make it, pretend like you know exactly what's going on, but you don't. And that's okay. No one expects you to know everything on day one. And also no one expects you to know everything on day 1000. So these are just best practices to incorporate into your teaching and into your school year, no matter what level you're at. My first guideline, ask for help. This one is so cliche that you're probably going to be like, okay, I get it. Ask for help, whatever. We hear this a lot, but we don't follow through on it. Ask for help. Ask for help often. Ask for help from different people. Ask for help in different ways. People like giving their advice. People like sharing their expertise. So when you go to your neighboring classroom teachers that are in your hallway and you ask them about their lunchroom procedures or you ask them about the way they do bathroom passes, that's going to be validating those professionals' experience and they're going to be eager to share their opinion and advice. And in the start of the year, Like I said, we feel like we got to be in that fake it till you make it. Like, oh yes, of course I know all these things. But no one expects you to know all of the little details right away. So don't feel uncomfortable or embarrassed asking for help right away. Trust me, it's a lot easier to ask for help that first month of school than it is to ask six or 10 months in when by that point you probably should know a lot of those little details. So be okay with being uncomfortable here. It might not be something that comes easily to you asking for help and that's okay. And like get in touch with that. Be like, this feels weird and I don't feel good about this, but I'm going to do it anyways because that's going to help me be the most successful in my classroom. And then to everyone else that's not a new teacher, when you meet that new teacher day one or week one, offer help. And offer help consistently. Pop in a week into the school year, a month into the school year, two months into the school year. Consistently ask, how are things going? And do it at a time when they're not in the middle of their prep and trying to accomplish 64 things in 41 minutes. Go after school. Go before school. Shoot them an email. Ask for their phone number and shoot them a text and say, just wanted to check in, see how your year's going. Let me know if you need anything. Even if people say no, that still really makes an impact knowing that people are thinking about you and reaching out to you. So if you're not the new teacher, offer and consistently offer throughout the year help and advice and guidance to those new teachers in your building. My second guideline, baby steps. And this is really for everyone. Let's be real. You have to plan baby steps. If you are a first-year teacher, you should just probably deactivate your Pinterest account. Let's be real. Because it is beyond overwhelming to scroll through Pinterest at perfectly color-coordinated and organized classrooms and you look at your empty room or room that is half hoarders and half empty and think, how can I possibly get my room from this state to that Pinterest perfection in this year? 
and you can't and you shouldn't. You will burn yourself out. It is all about the baby steps. So if you are a first-year teacher, know that your year is not going to look exactly perfect the whole time through. And if you are not a first-year teacher, same goes to you. It isn't perfect that whole way through. And if you are a veteran teacher that's new to a building, it really feels like year one again, doesn't it? It's hard. You got to kind of start over with how you organize materials, how you figure out the culture of the school, how team members communicate. There's so many little differences school to school that it just takes a year to really learn that before you can even build upon that. So make a plan, first of all, and keep yourself in check with if that plan is actually an option. Like, did you set your goals way, way too high? I'm all about the big goals, but you want goals that are achievable. So make a plan of some things you want to accomplish each month or each quarter and baby steps here. You want something that you can actually accomplish because then you'll feel good about this plan. This plan will be something that you can follow because you're making progress. When we set goals that are unachievable and that are just too big to accomplish, we become discouraged immediately. And then what happens when we become discouraged? We stop trying. So instead, set those baby goals and hit those markers along the way to success. And really know that if you make those steps towards your bigger goal, you're going to be making progress. It might not look like it on a day-to-day basis, but man, when you're in October or January and you think back to September 2nd, September 3rd, you're going to be like, damn, really, my room has come a long way. I would so much rather see a classroom that has parts of it going super, super well and other parts that are still kind of developing instead of having the whole classroom be kind of developing. Because that's what happens when we try to do everything at once. Instead of just fully committing to one part of your class or one checklist item on your to-do list, we do a little bit of a lot. And in doing that, We maybe feel more productive because we're hitting all of those different topics, but actually we're not accomplishing anything to the full degree. So instead, set those baby steps up. So maybe the start of the year, you just want to nail down a schedule. That's it. That's all I want to get done in the fall. I want to nail down a schedule. I don't really care what I'm doing in those centers right now. As long as my kids are rotating between the centers, cool. Maybe that's just the only goal you have. Maybe your goal is just nailing down your circle time. That's the focus of your morning. You're going to incorporate a lot of learning and engagement, really get your staff involved. That's your focus right now. Yes, circle time is done at 9.15. And then at 9.15, you're like, oh my gosh, now I need to go in with the same rigor and intensity to all of the other parts of my day. No, you don't. Your focus right now is that circle time. Once that circle time is to the level you want it to be, then you go to whatever centers at 9.15. So you want to really be realistic about each goal that you want to accomplish and be specific. Because when we just want to, again, try to accomplish all the things, we never know when we're done. So set those achievable goals. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And since this advice really applies to everyone, I also want to though speak to those people that are not the new teachers. So when you see a teacher struggling and trying to do all the things at once, help validate their baby steps. Because people don't do the baby steps because it feels wrong. We feel like we should do all the things right away and we want our classroom looking Pinterest level perfect by September 15th, no ifs, ands, or buts. So when you see a teacher or especially a newer teacher struggling to achieve that, help validate those baby steps. Help model and show them like, hey, you know what? I'm not worried about my afternoon right now. I'm focused on getting my morning centers up and running and that's it. Or I'm just worried about staff training. So show them how you are following this process of identifying baby steps because that's what's going to make real progress in the long run. My third guideline to being a great new teacher is to observe become a great listener. Watch what's going on in the school. Like I've said, every school is so different. Little things by, you know, the way you address your principal. Some schools go by Mr. or Mrs. Some schools, teachers call their principals by the first name. In some schools, they use the PA systems to communicate with teachers. Other schools have walkie-talkies or texting teachers is appropriate. There are so many little nuanced things that are part of that school's culture that you have to figure out. So observe first. Watch, listen, step back. Don't jump in too quickly with opinions and with a know-it-all personality because no one likes that. And especially no one likes that from someone that has been there for two minutes. So take the time, especially in the fall, to sit back and watch and watch how things work and watch how the school culture works together. Watch how the community works together and see kind of what is going on there. Because you're not, even if there's things that you are identifying that maybe are wrong, especially if you are a veteran teacher that's at a new school or you're moving from gen ed to special ed and you're in a new position, you might notice things that you're like, ooh, this is not right and I know why but you want to kind of see the whole big picture. And when you're only a few days or a few weeks into your job, you can't see the big picture yet. So wait until you see how all the pieces play together. Maybe something that you thought was being done incorrectly is being done that way because of a lack of a position or because of the logistics of the school staff or the faculty. So you really want to see how everything works in that big picture moment before you jump in. And for those of you that are supporting and helping those new teachers become a part of your school community, take time to explain those little things. Like, hey, Sarah, you're new here. Let me tell you the best way to schedule a meeting with Mr. Thomas, our principal, is to go to the clerk and have her do it for you because she has access to his calendar and she'll get you right in. 
well, that would be really helpful news. And that would be something that maybe Sarah wouldn't have figured out by herself. And she, maybe at her last school, it was like a loiter in the hallway situation outside of the principal's office. I worked at one of those schools for a long time. If you wanted to talk to the principal, you just had to loiter in the office until, in, in the hallway by his office until he looked like he could talk and then you popped in. And I wasted a lot of time loitering in the hallway. If I would have been at a school where that wasn't the culture of what you did, I would have wasted even more time loitering in the hallway if I could have just scheduled an appointment via email or via some uh, a clerk or a secretary. So take the time to explain those little nuanced things to the new teacher and ask them, hey, did you meet the custodian? Did you meet the lunchroom manager? Making sure they know all of those important people. One of the best pieces of advice I got my first year was that your best friends in the school should be your clerk and your custodian. And oh man, did I make them my best friends. I took that very literally, but they were so helpful to me my first year. When I started my first day, I wasn't even officially staffed yet because, you know, paperwork problems. And I made sure that I brought coffee to the clerk and I talked to the clerk the first few days. And guess who got my position staffed? The clerk. Not the principal, not someone, you know, at the downtown office. It was the clerk that got all the paperwork organized and made sure that I was getting my paycheck in two weeks. So think about how you can introduce that new teacher to important people that will kind of help make their year easier. Now, I'm going to contradict myself here. I'm a person who loves big goals. I have a lot of big goals for myself. In the classroom, I had a lot of big goals. But the dangerous part about big goals is having big goals without a clear path of how to get there. You need those incremental steps of how you will get to that big goal. And if you miss that piece, you won't see the progress. And you have to see the progress. That's why setting those baby steps is so key, that you can see that you are working towards that big goal. So that was that second guideline, setting those baby steps so, so key to being a new teacher. The other two guidelines that I mentioned, asking for help and observing first, are really about relationships. One big component of being a new teacher, whether your first year or to a new school, is building relationships. And that's hard work. Sometimes it's easier to just close our door and do our stuff by ourselves, right? A lot of times when I talk to teachers, they say the hardest part of my job is not the kids, it's the adults. And I get it. It's easy to think that building relationships is not something you have to do, but it is. And it will make your year and your time in that position not only so much more enjoyable, but so much more effective because you will have a community of colleagues and professionals that you can work with. So take the time and be purposeful about creating those relationships. They're not going to just develop on their own out of thin air. You need to be at, take an active role in that. Reach out to people and for the people that aren't new teachers, reach out to that new teacher and bring them into these relationships that they need to have. So if you are brand new first year and you're feeling nervous, don't. You've got this. Everyone is nervous their first day of any job. And just the fact that you are taking action in this role and that you've taken a position in the world of special ed means you're on the right track right away. So stay with it. 
follow through on your baby steps and take the time to build those relationships and you are going to have such an amazing year. Did you know that two out of three teachers turn to Teachers Pay Teachers for educational resources? As a seller on TPT, this makes me so excited. I love seeing educators turn to other educators for support in their classrooms. There are so many great resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. And this could be made even better if we could involve school budgets in this process. Enter TPT for Schools. TPT for Schools makes it easy for administrators and teachers to collaborate when making curricular decisions. TPT helps you set up a way of using school funds for these resources. This is a new program and there's already over 5,000 schools registered. In the special ed world, this is even more important because we don't have that many resources and the resources that are provided for us might not be so appropriate for our class. To learn more about TPT for Schools, visit schools.teacherspayteachers.com. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.